listeners. Welcome back to another great episode of Being at Work. I am your host, Andrea Butcher, and I'm particularly excited about today's conversation because I've known our guest for over 15 years and have worked with him across different organizations, have seen him in action, and he has such an important message. Put down the script. Be the authentic you wherever you are. Jim Sokolowski is the Director of Learning and Leadership Development at Edward Jones. But what you really need to know about Jim is how this transition over the last few years to authentic Jim has played out for him. You'll hear him talk about how it's been really hard, but also the freedom that has come from shifting from the buttoned-up stoic persona with polished shoes to the Harley-riding gardener that's emerged through the process and the connection that has come with it. Check it out. It's been almost a quarter of a century, which sounds really big. Um, <laughs> yeah, don't frame it that way. <laughs> okay, how, how, more than 20 years then. Um, <laughs> uh, I've been in the learning uh, learning leadership OD space and really, really have been fortunate. I, you know, I've had the opportunity to work in in organizations uh, from you know anywhere from 400 people all the way up to 50,000 people, had the opportunity to work in multiple industries from uh, manufacturing to construction to retail to high tech to now financial services. You know I've had the opportunity to build learning organizations from the ground up. Equally, uh, the opportunity to you know, to optimize what's existing and and most importantly, um, the opportunity to be uh, blessed with so many people along the way that I've been been part of their journeys, uh, which which is so very important to me. So I've been at Edward Jones now for eight years, um, and as you said, I I lead uh, you know, some key functions of learning across the firm, and so that's uh, you know the quick rundown of, of where I've been and where I am now. Oh my goodness, it's so good, and it's been fun to see you in action all of these years. I feel like I've seen that growth and transition, but I've also seen the core of you. You're very relationship oriented. You're such a business leader. I mean, you always start with what are the business goals and where are we going and how do we optimize talent and build capability to improve the business. So um, I've been grateful to to be on the ride with you in a lot of ways. And right back at you. I mean, you know, the, the times we've interacted both personally and professionally over the gosh, almost 15 years now has been meaningful to me, but but equally important. Um, great value add to the to the different organizations that uh, that we've gotten to work together. Yeah, we've done some really good work, haven't we? We've we've pushed the needle, we've ruffled some feathers, we've made we've made some really good strides as a team. Well, so when I, you know, this is this is a conversation that you and I have been talking about for a while, and you know that on this show we highlight pivotal moments that taught you a lot about yourself and your leadership and. You immediately said, you know, it's, it's this journey to authenticity for me. And it's such an important story. Um, I'm so grateful for your vulnerability and for your openness today. You know, talk a little bit about, about that. What's that been like for you? It has been quite the journey. And I'll tell you what, when I was younger in career and, and you know, uh, for those that have been doing this more than a minute, I, I suspect we've all been here a little bit. You think you know it all. The feedback is, uh, yeah, that's probably your perception, not mine. And, and you may not take all of it and act on it. And, and since joining Edward Jones, and, and it's not so much about the, the organizational name, but I mean, really about the people around me here at Edward Jones has really helped me to transition. And like I said, I've been there eight years. 
And the transition, um, I, I guess, let's see, at, at year one, let's just call myself the caterpillar, right? And we'll just sort of use this crazy butterfly analogy, I suppose. The first year was a, was a hard, hard year. You know, it was a big shift from, for me, uh, professionally, from an organization of about 6,000 globally to about, at that time, about 40,000 uh, at Edward Jones between um, the U.S. and Canada. And so it was a big change in aperture of viewpoint when changing organizational size, scale, and scope like that overnight. And so I came in to the organization, um, you know, trying to play to my strengths, which is, you know, system strategic thinking, discipline, attention to details, drive for results. And I thought leveraging my strengths of what had worked in the past would continue to serve me well. And, and in this case, quite frankly, it didn't. And so here's what happened. You know, I ex-military, so uh, you know, veteran, so I, military term, you know, I came in hot and fast um, into the organization. I was really trying to drive some, some quick outcomes. Many try to do this in the first 90 days at a, at a new organization. And, and I got an awful lot of pushback, a lot of pushback and feedback. And, you know, for, the, for those first 90 days, I sort of went through the, it's, it's not me, it's them, um, right? So I continued down my path for about another two months. Um, I was getting close to month six and I, things were just not feeling well at all. So I opened up my ears a bit, actually a lot, to the feedback from, you know, where, coming from all different places across, you know, across the organization. And, and not all of it was bad, right? So I don't want to paint that picture, but there was plenty that could be acted on as I opened my ears bigger. And what was the feedback? Like, what was the theme? So there, there really were a couple of themes. One was make sure that you're operating in a way that aligns with organizational culture, which isn't the biggest lesson, um, but it was an important one. The second big one was, look, like you've got a lot to bring and it's hard to tell what you're thinking. It's hard to tell what you stand for. It's hard to tell what you believe in because you're always this buttoned up professional suit tie, stoic. We don't know what you're thinking and we'd love to know more about you. Okay. So that was a big one. That was a huge one. And that was a, sort of that, that transition. The caterpillar started walking a little bit now. So that resonated with you, like when you heard that. It did, because, you know, Andrea, I tell you, for years, that sort of bifurcated my personal life and my professional life as, as two sort of separate and never to be crossed entities. And I had two very different personas at work. I was trimmed hair, no beard. Shiny shoes, ex-military, I mentioned it, buttoned up, steam clean clothes, all of that stuff, because I thought that was the corporate professional persona that was important. And then, you know, the personal life, which was very different. It was, you know, a fairly jovial, happy-go-lucky, laugh, smile, joke, have fun, get things done too, of course. And I kept those separate for so very long. And so as I got that feedback, it really caused me to pause and say, gosh, well, it, it gave me an opportunity to really look in the mirror uh, because I knew I, I deliberately chose to have these two sort of separate personas. I chose that because I thought that's what needed to be done. And truly, maybe, you know, if I would have learned a little sooner, I probably could have gotten better results if I learned uh, that you don't need to be separate sooner in my career. Well, yeah, they were craving getting to know you. Who is this guy? <laughs> Who is it under, under the finely pressed suit, the clean shoes. Who is this guy? 
you know, it came from, um, you know, folks in my peer group, came from my leader, uh, people within my team and teams. And I'll never forget a, a really, really bold and brave, courageous associate who, who's still, still on my team today um, at Edward Jones. She said, look, I think you are better when you don't script what you're going to say. And at the time, when, uh, when she had, had provided that feedback, I, I sort of thought about it. I'm like, what? No, no. Like, I cannot not be prepared to, to talk to, <laughs> you know, people, you know, 5, 15, 20, 30, 40, 50 people. Like, I can't, I can't do that because that's not buttoned up and professional. And like, I need to be ready and prepped. And so I resisted it for a little bit. And so interesting to my daughter, who's not 12, she, uh, there was this, a, a, sort of this, the spark for me taking that feedback was not just professional, but personal too. It's like my, my daughter is, you know, she said something to me that um, sort of struck me. She said, I, I don't really know like, what you do at work, but the people that I've met that you work with, like they seem to look at you differently than I do. And, and so, you know, this is, yeah, right. So it's like a, a really profound and you know, maybe slightly precocious um, at the time seven, eight-year-old-ish, and it causes you to pause, like, wow, okay, so that's interesting. So not only was it visible at work, but visible at home, and so, you know, I started to take this, this to heart, and um, in, a, in a really uncomfortable way, I said, okay, well, I am going to slowly, just in little bits, maybe not prep for some things in a conversation, but I'm still going to prep for other pieces within that same conversation. I did that. It felt pretty good, actually, and uh, you know, as, as I went through that process, that, that evolved and continued to a point where I, I got to a place where it was, all right, so I'm not, I'm not going to prep for half of the different things that I need to do in any given day, week, or month. That felt good. And so I've gotten to a place now where, where gosh, um, you know, it's 90%, 95%. I, I just, I, I go in fairly unprepared to a lot of different things. And it was an uncomfortable journey. And the feedback that I get now uh, you know, directly from people that I interact with um, and through, you know, different survey mechanisms, engagement surveys and other things is I feel like I understand where we're going. I feel like I understand what Jim thinks and believes. Um, I, I feel like I understand him um, as a person. And interestingly enough, and this is one of those byproducts, right? I didn't expect it to happen, but I, what I'm also hearing is you know, Jim better understands me, um, which is really interesting, right? Because I, even considered that as an unintentional favorable consequence. So that's been one really big piece of the journey that has been, it was bumpy and, and, and frumpy along the way, but, you know, I've, I've made a lot of progress. And, and the other piece too, you know, not just from the, the take life unscripted uh, sort of an approach, but really being this authentic me. And so, you know, the other facet of this, Andrea, that I mentioned is these two personas. And I want to say it was probably three years ago, right? So I had to get over the, uh, you know, the, uh, the authentic unscripted part first, like one thing at a time. And, um, <laughs> yeah, baby steps. Um, yeah. So then it was, well, gosh, I'm going to start sprinkling in a little bit of um, my personas together. And, you know, at the time I didn't call them personas, but that's sort of the, that's sort of the buzzword right now. Uh, but I had these two different gyms. And so I started to sprinkle in a little bit of, you know, personal gym into professional gym. and but two things really interesting happened. One, it opened up different conversations with people that I that I didn't really 
didn't really have before. Like I got to know people more deeply because I was sort of showing more of who I was. And I didn't expect that. I, I guess I should have academically, like that just makes sense, but never expected that. You know, and the other, the other byproduct of this was it felt really good and it was okay to do it. And that's, I guess, interesting to say out loud, but it's not permission-based okay to do it, but that oftentimes people appreciate that more than always trying to have the right answer, always trying to have the exact perfect word, always trying to be the perfect uh, professional, always not having emotion because you don't want as a leader to show that you're vulnerable. You know, those types of things were were two really big learnings for me. And and so this... um, this overlap of the personas now is, I wouldn't say it's fully complete. So we're not, we're not full butterfly mode yet, Andrea, but we have chrysalis, we have cocooned, we have flight <laughs> birds, right? And it's so interesting now because people know, uh, you know, people know about my daughter and people know about Melissa, my partner, and, and people know that I, I ride motorcycles and, and I like adrenaline sports and, and people know that I garden, which is sort of polar opposite of the Harley riding, which is so intriguing to people. And people know that I have tattoos and all of these things. And it's okay. It really is okay. And I, I tell you what, the amount of burden, I guess I'd call it, that it's, it's taken off of my shoulders. It's a lot, a lot, a lot of work to try to maintain sort of two separate and distinct people. Oh my gosh. I save time not having to script things and, I, and I'm better for it. I don't have to think about, wait, what should I share with people and what shouldn't I? I I'm just like, I'm going to share what I, what I think, who I am. Obviously, in a, you know, a really polite and kind way, but being able to sort of shed all of that and just say, this is me. And you may love it, you may hate it, might be somewhere in the middle. But what you do know is you're going to get has been incredibly, incredibly freeing. I don't know what more I could say about that. It's just been, it's been an amazing journey. That's one I would have never expected if you'd have said eight, 10 years ago, like, here's what's going to happen. I would have probably laughed at you. Well, it feels like Edward Jones, you said like the, it was the right people. It was the right environment. It was the right time for you. I mean, it's, it's obviously been percolating because it's, it's so interesting to hear you talk about that because I, I could see those aspects of you. I also saw like, of course, the buttoned up, the stoic, the scripted, the like, I got to get this right kind of guy. But all those parts of you have always been there. What I appreciate about the story is now you're just embracing it and allowing those parts to shine. No, and no surprise that that connects with people because it's real. I also think, you know, always there for sure. And, I, you know, it's, it's interesting because some of the pieces that, that really that, that made my personal life as sort of a joyous, you know, quick witty one-liners and jokes and drawing analogy to things quickly and just off the cuff. And you know, some of those things, you know, I've been bringing those in and uh, in, into work. And yeah, the, the most recent example, um, is, it got me reflecting on a lot. My, my brain is going all over the place right now. I do, uh, the most recent uh, example of this and feedback that I received was about yeah, two weeks ago. A, a new team member that, um, that, I'm, that I'm getting to know and um, what, I, what I learned about her is that, you know, she um, does poetry. Wow, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, I, in fact, I, and I shared with her, like, I, 
when I was younger, I did the same thing. Like I didn't share it with anybody, but I did it. Um, I still got the books that I, that I wrote in and we got to talking and, and, and what she said to me was, she said, one thing I really appreciate, appreciate about you is you always have some quick analogy that makes sense. Like, really? Uh, like, oh my gosh. Okay. Um, it was fantastic feedback. And that's one of those things where, you know, uh, old, old Jim, that wouldn't happen. <laughs> it been, I'm going to process, say the right thing. Old Jim, like, here's what I think you're saying. And, and so, was, you know, I continue to get these, this uh, reaffirming feedback that uh, being who I am authentically is, is far better. It's far more effective. And quite frankly, it's much easier <laughs> than trying to fabricate. And it's relatable because every, everyone's walking around with all this du- awkward dynamic, all these things, all these thoughts, feelings. And so it's incredibly relatable and refreshing. And this has been a journey. And so like, you know, 21 days to a habit, like we all know that, like, this was like, you know, this has been like a six or seven year journey for me. Right. So this is, this has been a, a crazy ride. And so it's, it's been really really fulfilling for me uh, it's it's really changed kind of how i look at the at the workplace every day how i, how I look at my work interactions every day it's, it's just been amazing well and you lead leadership development and that has been a focus throughout your career and you've always you know we, we have always talked with leaders about the importance of getting to know who they are and clarifying their values and being authentic and so I also suspect that that's always been back there in the back of your mind as well. How are you using this experience in the work that you do with leaders? So it, it is a great question. Um, you know, one of the pieces that we're working through right now, and, and I think many are, um, it's sort of the inflection point of, of where we're at across the globe, which is helping you know, or helping leaders to shift towards purpose-driven leadership. And so... As you think about that, you know, the underbelly of purpose-driven leadership is not one piece is that you have a purpose, but the important piece of purpose-driven leadership is that you, it's your authentic purpose. It's your purpose, your contribution, and how you bring it to life. And those, the purpose is often far broader than, you know, I lead the IT help desk. I lead leadership development. I lead, you know, a branch team. It's much broader than that. And really bring our our purposes to life. It's got to be authentic, you. Because if it's not, the interest that you have in that purpose is is not going to sustain. Uh, and so we, we've I spent time uh, working through some of that with, um, you know, with with uh, leaders at the organization. And you know, and then through my learning geek lens, right? We put together a what we call a you know a meeting in a box or a a learning toolkit for leaders to share with other leaders how to talk about purpose. And craft purpose statements, and so you know it, it really is starting to take root across the across the organization. And I, I do have to say, the idea of pushing towards this purpose-driven organization, purpose-driven leadership, not my idea. Right? So I'm not going to take credit for that. <laughs> but uh, understanding where um, you know where our managing partner wants wants to go, um, and helping to support that uh, really really does align with what I've learned personally. Um, in my sort of leadership journey, uh, moving towards this, uh, you know, this butterfly, so to speak, um, and, and really becoming authentic, Jim. And that's really helped me to relate more deeply to the work we're trying to accomplish, uh, which which burns a little brighter fire in wanting to accomplish it in a meaningful way for others. And 
it's in really, really good alignment with my personal purpose, which is that I'll create a positive mark on the lives around me by bringing harmony from discord and simplicity from complexity while gently and quietly cultivating personal and professional success in others. And so it aligns with my purpose too. So like everything like sun, moon, stars, all starting to come together. I've got authentic gym. I've got a direction of an organization that I can then align with my purpose and and help to contribute. And, And so the horizon looks bright. It's also daunting. It's also scary. It's also every range of emotions. Uh, But what I can always anchor to now is in those tough situations, easiest question to ask and answer is what would authentic Jim do in this situation? Yeah, because wherever you go, there you are. And so now you're just you're showing up as that. Well, and you've also talked about how that has connected you more deeply to other people. You shared, when we talked recently, you were sharing a recent Zoom call where you got emotional with your team members. So it sounds like it's also, I love your use of the word, it's freeing. It sounds like it's freeing you up to feel more fully and express more fully what you're feeling. So talk talk a little bit about that. Okay, so I forgot I mentioned that to you. But... <laughs> you, you know I'm going to bring that story in. Vulnerable Jim. Vulnerable Jim. It, it is a, yeah, it is true. It's a true story, vulnerable Jim. And I tell you what, it, gosh. So, you know, there I was, and, and this was less 45 days, another, another very recent, very recent one and uh, Zoom call. And we were talking about some of our different experiences, work experiences. And, you know, I had picked one that was, was very, a very challenging one for me. Um, it was, it, it was one in which I, I had a lot of, a lot of strain with another person at, at an organization, and it was causing me, you know, a, a lot of stress, if you will. And so, you know, for a moment, maybe about 20 seconds, moments, you know, I'm talking through this this situation that I was in uh, with, uh, I don't know, 18 other leaders, right? So this wasn't like a one-on-one sort of thing. It was pretty, pretty public. And, I, and I'm starting this story, and for 20 seconds, Stoic Jim, yep, got this. No one is going to see that this was a really painful situation in my life. People aren't going to see that. I am going to push through this thing. I'm good. Well, at about second 22, done, broke down, cried, going through the story. And that was completely unexpected. And it was one of those couldn't hold it back because it was a, it was a, a, a really challenging but insightful time in, in my career. And, and, and off I went, just started sort of crying and and I'm still here to talk about it, so clearly that was okay. Uh, <laughs> but what, what was really interesting, though, is what I would what I what I might have expected to happen was a room, a Zoom room, that uh, everyone just would sort of go quiet and try to not look at you and just sort of let you get through it. That's not what happened. What happened was instant messages coming through of it's these these affirmations of like, hey, I've been there. Hey, I can relate. Hey, it's okay. You know, those types of things. I didn't expect that. I just expected a quiet room, not wanting to look at you because they just want you to get through it so that it's not uncomfortable for everybody. That's not what happened. Connection happened. Connection. Exactly. And it's hard to explain that feeling, you know, especially as we go through, you know, some of the, you know, some of the, the stereotypical personas that 
people expect we should carry, like men shouldn't cry. Well, I'll tell you, I men can cry. Did it. Done that. Got the ticket. Punched the ticket. And it's okay. And I'm glad I did it. And you do try. I mean, you do cry. It's it's not that you can. You do. That is a natural human reaction. Absolutely. And I'd do it again. It, and not deliberately. But what I mean by I'll do it again is I'm not going to try to squelch it. If it's there, it's there. Yeah. When you are moved to tears, you will be moved to tears. That is it. You know, and, and interesting, I just, the, just processing through this situation a little bit deeper, what I didn't do, and I guess, you know, in reflection, you know, it's Stoic Jim. What Stoic Jim probably would have done was shut off the video. I didn't do that. I didn't even think to do that. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, I didn't even think to click that button. And so I uh, hadn't considered that. I hadn't thought about that prior. So that kind of wild, but didn't do that. Well, that just that's part of the evolution, right? Part of the transition to the butterfly. You're feeling more comfortable being who you are, where you are. Thank you so much, my friend. Thank you for your vulnerability today. I mean, it takes a lot of courage to talk through this very real thing that we all experience. I mean, isn't it this? I think that life is a journey back to ourselves. We're all trying to figure out how to be more of who we already are and what that means and who are we. And I mean, that is that is the leadership journey. So I appreciate you sharing so openly that it's been hard for you and it is a process that will continue on. It has been hard and it's been lengthy and gosh, I, I wish, I really wish I um, would have gone through, a, you know, this sort of metamorphosis, a human evolution, whatever you want to call it. I wish, I wish I would have experienced this and, and considered it sooner in my career. I, I probably would have been able to more deeply connect be part of more people's journeys along the way, but good golly, I am so thrilled that I've I've had some of these light bulbs going off. You know, this the authentic you, find your perfect place, be vulnerable. That the connections that that's unlocked, the relationships that that that's unlocked, it has been phenomenal. And you know, we talk about, uh, we hear about uh, the pay it forward and you know, fill somebody else's bucket and they'll fill your, you know, all of that sort of stuff, that conceptual, like, yeah, okay, kind of live it now. And I'm experiencing it every day. The more that I sort of am me and I'm vulnerable and I'm open, the more I get it in return. And so it's, it's been, uh, I, good gosh, it's, it's been fantastic. It really has. That's so great. Well, it'll be interesting to see how it all continues to evolve. I'm grateful for your sharing today. If our listeners want to connect with you, Jim, what's the best way to do that? I think LinkedIn is probably the best way. That's, uh, you know, as opposed to trying to phonetically spell out email address, I got a really long list, <laughs> right? So, uh, but uh, LinkedIn, I'm in St. Louis or O'Fallon, Missouri. Um, and so I, I don't know if there's a whole bunch of Jim Sokolowski's at Edward Jones. I know there's a couple of Sokolowski's, but not Jim's, but uh, that's, that's located too to find the right one if you're, if you're interested. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Please subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast to never miss a Being at Work story.